Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The Lord had greatly blessed King Solomon. Early in Solomon's reign, God had appeared to him in a dream one night and made him an extraordinary offer. Ask what I shall give thee. Solomon asked for the Lord to give him an understanding heart to lead the people of Israel. God was so pleased with Solomon's request that not only did he make Solomon the wisest man on earth, but he also blessed Solomon with the things that he could have asked for but didn't, like wealth, long life, and victory over Israel's enemies. In addition to all of this, the Lord kept his promise to King David, Solomon's father, in allowing Solomon to build a temple for the Lord. The Lord blessed Solomon with a spectacular kingdom and an incomparable reign. But as Solomon grew older, his heart began to drift from the Lord. Solomon had married hundreds of women. Many of them were the daughters of foreign leaders. These wives didn't serve Jehovah God. They were raised worshiping false gods and idols. So in order to keep his wives happy, Solomon began to worship the false gods of his wives and to build idols and shrines to them. This made the Lord very angry. It forced him to take action against Solomon. The Lord spoke to Solomon once again. For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, and will give it to thy servant. Notwithstanding, in thy days I will not do it, for David thy father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of thy son. Howbeit, I will not rend away all the kingdom, but will give one tribe to thy son for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. When Solomon received this message from the Lord, he showed no repentance at all, demonstrating just how far his heart had drifted from the tender devotion of his youth. God had promised King David that the throne in Jerusalem would always be occupied by one of his descendants, and yet it was necessary for God to judge Solomon for his great wickedness. So it would seem that Solomon's sin had put God in a corner. But no man ever puts God in a corner. God always has the solution. He decided to divide the nation of Israel into two separate kingdoms. The southern kingdom would be comprised of two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. That was where Jerusalem was located. The southern kingdom would be called Judah. The other kingdom would be comprised of the ten northern tribes, and that kingdom would continue to be called Israel. To lead the northern kingdom, the Lord chose a strong young man named Jeroboam from Solomon's own staff. Jeroboam was diligent in his work. He had a heart for the people of the ten northern tribes. He looked out for their rights and their needs. God sent his prophet Ahijah to call Jeroboam to the important task of leading this new nation. Jeroboam was leaving Jerusalem one day, going out on some business. He was wearing a brand new suit. He was very proud of it. He knew he looked good. As he made his way out of the city, he had a little strut in his step, like a person does when they're wearing a sharp new outfit. He was walking across a field when he saw the preacher, Ahijah, coming the other way. Jeroboam looked him in the eye and nodded, Hi, preacher, as he walked on by. But Jeroboam hadn't completely passed Ahijah when he felt himself being jerked backwards. Ahijah had ripped Jeroboam's new coat off of him. 
Jeroboam spun around to see Ahijah holding his new coat in his hands. He watched as Ahijah began to methodically tear his new coat into 12 pieces. If it had been anybody else, Jeroboam would have punched him in the jaw right there. But this was the prophet. When Ahijah was finished tearing up Jeroboam's coat, he began counting out the pieces and handing them back to Jeroboam. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There, those are for you. And I'll keep these two for myself. Jeroboam just stood there in disbelief, holding the ten strips of his own coat. Um, thanks. Then Ahijah explained that God was going to rip Solomon's kingdom into pieces and give ten of those pieces to Jeroboam to form a new nation. Ahijah told Jeroboam that God was doing this because of Solomon's sin in worshiping false gods and in leading the people to worship false gods. Then Ahijah gave Jeroboam this promise from the Lord. And it shall be, if thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, and wilt walk in my ways, and do that is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with thee, and build thee a sure house, as I built for David, and will give Israel unto thee. Those ten rags that Ahijah handed to Jeroboam symbolized the great gift of influence that the Lord was placing in Jeroboam's hands. Jeroboam would have the choice. He could use his God-given influence to lead the people of this new kingdom to love and serve the Lord, or he could use his God-given influence to lead the people to rebel against the Lord. Tragically, when the day came for Jeroboam to lead the new northern kingdom, he used his influence to lead the people to rebel against the Lord. So much so that Jeroboam's reputation forever became Jeroboam, who made Israel to sin. Christian, what are you doing with the influence that God has handed you? Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.